Scripture reading this morning will be taken from 1 Timothy 4, 11-14. Timothy 4, 11-14. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Good morning, church. It's great to see each and every one of you here this morning. And I've been reminded and told, reminded and told, I have five minutes. So we're going to try to rush through this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's, it's an honor for you to be in our presence and for all of us to be in the presence of God and to help us to honor our seniors today. And so thank you for being here. A lot of things are going on, a lot of things to be uh, excited about. Graduation, our young people reciting the books of the Old Testament. Uh, I understand Canon Wagner's turning nine years old today, so there's a lot of things uh, to be excited about and to celebrate. And I was thinking, I thought all week, that this time last year, and I want to thank you so much for the past year, this was our first Sunday to be a part of this congregation last year. And so I thank you for welcoming us, for making us feel a part of this congregation uh, for the past year, and we look forward to many more years of service with you. I uh, want to uh, encourage you to grab a bulletin. Remember the, all, all those on our prayer list. Pray for our seniors. Pray for our young people. Pray for our families. Pray for our spouses. Uh, pray for our elders. Pray for everyone. Pray for this church. Uh, a lot of things going on. Also want to uh, remind Remind you, remind all of our ladies of the Ladies' Day trip coming up uh, this Friday, May 12th. If you would like to go, we're going to Florence and Tuscumbia. If you would like to go and be a part of that, please sign the list in the foyer. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for helping us to honor our seniors. You think about, think about 12 years of school. Twelve years of school, twelve years of, uh, of going through uh, education, uh, 17, 18, 19 years on this earth, and you think about all the things that you've gone through. You think about, um, you think about some of the challenges that you've faced. And yet we know, all of us know, that through life there are many, many challenges that we face. I mean, you think about some of the ones that, that you've faced already successfully. You graduated from infancy and you made it through that first day of kindergarten. You graduated from those preteen years and you navigated those years of being a teenager, those early years. And now here you are today and you're graduating, about to graduate from high school, and you're about to enter into adulthood. A lot of things may be going through your mind. You may be excited. Your parents may be nervous. Uh, may be sad in some way, but proud in other ways. So you think about all these accomplishments. And I want us to think about this morning a few things from God's Word that we can apply to our lives, that you as graduates can apply to your life, but yet that all of us can apply to our life to be successful in life. Don't we have a great group of seniors, good-looking young people from great families, and we honor you today. 
many people in the world are trying, to ma- are trying to make it through life and trying to be successful. But not everyone does that in the correct way. I mean, you have athletes that they want to get ahead and they want to be successful and they might take steroids so that he or her might get ahead in their particular sport. Others may try to gain illegally some knowledge of the trading market in order to make an extra buck or two. People are trying to gain success. Someone might even, as they're filling out a resume for a job, lie and and tell some untruth so that they can get a better job or so that they can get that particular job that they want. And so a lot of people in life are trying to be successful, but they're trying to do that in an incorrect way. And so we want to look at three examples from God's Word this morning, advice, if you will, for our graduates, but also for each of us. Number one, face your fears. Oh, I want to tell you. That's a lot easier for us to, for me to stand here, for us to encourage you. Go face your fears. We all are afraid of different things at different times in life. Even the strongest of football players are afraid. Do you remember a man by the name of Ricky Williams? Ricky Williams played for the University of Texas. And in the 1999 NFL draft, the New Orleans Saints traded all of their draft picks so they could have one draft pick. And they wanted Ricky Williams. And they got him. In fact, I was recently reading and said, that's the only time in history an NFL team has traded all of their draft picks for one guy. Oh, this was built up. And Ricky Williams uh, entered that season, his rookie season of the NFL. And yet, it was almost a flop. In fact, it seemed that that one draft pick was of no good. Then he was later traded to the Miami Dolphins. And there he received counseling. For See, one of the problems that Ricky Williams had is he had, he had a disorder, a social disorder that made it difficult for him to be in public. In fact, he would get so worked up before a game that he couldn't go out and compete on the level that he needed to. He was afraid. And so after being traded to the Miami Dolphins, he received counseling and then finally in his life was able to begin facing his fears of being on that public stage and as a result was able to be more successful as a running back in the National Football League. So all of us face fears. There's nothing wrong with fears. You see, the problem comes when that fear becomes our focus. That fear controls our life. We are in a constant state of fear. That becomes the problem when we're consumed by it. There was a a university, I believe Matt mentioned something about this a few weeks ago in one of his classes, that they gathered groups of ten people and put them in a classroom. And they would put, line, they put these three lines on the board and, and the teacher was instructed to ask the students to label which line was the longest. Nine of those people in that, out of that ten, they told them to always choose the second longest line. One person in that group of ten had no idea what was going on. 
And yet they found that 75% of the time when they conducted these tests, that one person chose with the rest of the group. 75% of the time. Why did they do that? Out of fear. Fear of being different. Fear of being wrong. Fear of not being included and accepted. So how do we overcome this type of fear and live a successful life? I believe the Bible gives us some insight. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, notice what the Bible says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Uh, keep in mind, as, as Paul is writing this letter to Timothy, he's writing to a young man, Timothy, who is trying to be all that God wants him to be and, and working with his churches, God's churches. Yet, Timothy had some fears. And Paul said, listen, you don't need to be afraid. You need to have confidence to face these fears because God has given us a spirit of power and of love. And some versions would say self-discipline. You see, as we go through life, we need to try to face our fears. And you know, as I've already mentioned, that's easier said than done. But that's our encouragement to one another. And we've all struggled with facing our fears. But we need to try to face our fears. Be willing to stand up to someone. Be willing to uh, say to your biology professor, I disagree with you in a kind way, and this is why. Be willing to try something new. Be willing to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Be willing to stand up and tell society, that's not right, and I'm not going to live that kind of lifestyle. Be willing to be the one in your class that doesn't cheat. Be willing to, on the job, to do things from integrity. Face those fears, and you will be successful. Paul says, because you have been given a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. And then the second thing I want us to notice this morning is that we need to forget our failures. Uh, If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to the book of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. We'll look at verses 12 through 14 in just a minute. You see, when we hear the word failure... It automatically has a negative connotation to it, doesn't it? In fact, in our society, we hate failure. Yet failure is a part of life. We've seen many people who dwell on their failures. In fact, they will say, you know what, I'm not doing that anymore. I tried it and I failed and I'm just not doing it. Maybe in the church someone would say, you know what, I'm not teaching Bible class. I've taught it before and listen, I failed. I fell flat on my face and and I didn't do any well at all and and I'm just not going to try it. You know what? Everyone fails at something at one time or another. I'm reminded of a story of a guy who was reading this successful book written by a preacher that was successful in the work of the church that he was working in. And in that church, this successful preacher had helped this church grow from 10 people to 15,000 people. 
And the guy reading the book, he said, listen, man, I tell you what, I'm going to learn something from this guy. He's successful. I'm going to learn something about success. And yet he opens the book and he notices this clear sentence from the author. I would have lot, I would have lot easier... I would have a lot easier time writing a book about how not to do things than I would writing a book on how to do things right. The author said he had, had, he had experienced more failures than successes. You see, failures are not the end of the world. And many times they are the beginning of successes. Notice what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12-14. through Not that I have already obtained... Or I am already perfected. Remember, this is the Apostle Paul. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Listen, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. In Christ Jesus. Paul said, listen, he uses that word forgetting, but, but I don't believe he's saying, listen, I totally wiped that out of my mind as is it never happened. I believe he's saying, I put that in the past and I learn from it and I move forward. And graduates, if you want to be successful in life, and church, if we want to be successful in living the Christian life, then we too should do like Paul. Those failures, those mistakes... Those times, even when it seemed we turned our back on God, we put those things behind us, remembering enough to learn from it, but not dwelling on it. And we leave them in the past, learn from it, and move forward. And like Paul, press on to the goal of heaven through Jesus Christ. Paul didn't dwell on it, but he pressed forward to that goal. Uh, maybe you try something and you do good. You do well. That's great. Maybe you try something in life. Maybe you're trying to live right and maybe you fail. Ask for forgiveness maybe. Put that behind. Learn from it. And press on to the goal. Winston Churchill during the time of World War II was asked to deliver the commencement address at the University of Oxford. And Winston Churchill approaches that podium and he stands up and he says, Never give up. And he waits for about 30 seconds and he says it again. He says, Never give up. And he leaves the podium and he goes and he sits down. Failures are a part of life. But as Paul would encourage us, do not dwell and wallow in those failures. Learn from them and move forward. And for the child of God, it's move forward with heaven as our goal and that at the forefront of our mind. Which brings us to our final point. Follow our faith. Follow your faith. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, and we'll notice some verses there in just a few minutes. Do you remember years ago, the crew of Apollo 13? 
those astronauts on that craft, Apollo 13, while there in space, encountered some trouble. You see, they lost some power to their craft. And they had to shut down the main computer board that controlled the steering of their craft. Yet they needed to burn the main engine for 39 seconds to get them down further on the course where they needed to be. But how would they steer? Astronaut Jim Lovell, he determined that if they would fix one focus point through that tiny window that they had, and during those 39 seconds, focus on that reference point that they would be able to make it. You see, there was fear involved. Fear of not making it back home. Yeah, things had failed, but they couldn't live in those failures. They had to, they had to look forward. If they wanted to make it home, and the way they did that, as the 1995 movie Apollo 13 showed, they fixed that craft for 39 seconds. For 39 agonizing seconds, Jim Lovell struggled to keep, fought to keep that reference point in that little window, and that reference point was their destination, Earth. And as a result of going through the struggle of keeping that reference point, they were able to make it home successfully. Think about this question. What is my reference point? What is our reference point? Listen to the Hebrew writer, Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, listen, young people, let me tell you something. Remember this. Your parents likely have stood where you stand. Other people in this group, in a sense as a cloud of witnesses, have stood right where you stand. Have faced the same fears and the same excitements that you are facing now. Remember them. Learn from their example. Let us run with endurance, he says, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He says, Listen, Christians, this is your focus point. This is your point of reference. It's Jesus Christ. And as we struggle through life, sometimes even. Messing up, we look, we continue to focus on that reference point because it's only through Jesus Christ, John 14, that we will make it to that goal that Paul referenced of heaven. Jesus should be our reference point in life. What happens to many people as they go on through life, they begin to look around at the waves and all the other things going on in life. And like Peter, they begin to sink. And they begin moving toward being unsuccessful. And they don't finish. They lose that reference point. But you see, to finish the race, you and I, we need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. You see, any other reference point 
will fail us. So the advice that we leave you seniors, and then we encourage the rest of us, is to forget our failures. Put those things behind us. Move forward, press on to the gold, and follow our faith. Have that goal of heaven. Maybe you're here today and you're not a child of God. It's our prayer. It's our prayer that you will begin to make Jesus that reference point in your life so that you can make it through this life and you can have that goal of heaven. Maybe you're here today, and I know it's an exciting day, and I know we, there's a lot of things going on today, but maybe you're here today, and like others over the past week, you need to say, you know what, it, it, it's time to forget those things I've messed up on. It's time to make that right today. It's time to refocus on Jesus Christ. We can help you today by praying with you, by wrapping our arms around you and say, listen, we're here with you. We're here to pray with you. We're here to walk with you. If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation, don't wait another moment, but come forward and let us assist you as together we stand and sing.